live from Chicago Dramatists and hello, Atlanta Fringe Radio. You're listening to Smallfish Radio Theater and Thespinarium. We're your hosts, Herzovi and Green. Sharing their talent with us again are our very own vixens of verbiage. Miss Kitten. And Joy Thorbjornson Coates. Also with us this evening, music director King Max and associate artist Eric Hetman. Smallfish Radio Theater and Thespinarium is here to give voice to emerging playwrights, poets, storytellers, and musicians. Tonight, Smallfish Radio presents a live recording of their latest podcast, Intoxicated! Come on, Maggie, pour us another glass. Let's drink this moonshine, honey, until the dew's upon the grass. Then we'll cook us up another batch of that brew. Let's get inebriated, baby. I'm intoxicated by you. The sun is going down, the moon's about to rise. I turn around, imagine my surprise, you're kissing Cousin Billy, babe, that ain't right. Frolicking willy-nilly may just lead to a fight. Well, Billy pulls a knife, I pull a gun, he says, I'm taking her for my wife. I say, now wait a minute, son, are you sure she's the one for you? Or are you smitten by her smile? You may be intoxicated, son. Think about this a while. Okay, Maggie, pour me a glass. I want to toast you and Billy. I hope this marriage lasts. Well, we had us some fun. Now it's time to move on. We'll have one more drink after that I'm gone. a glass. Let's drink this moonshine honey until the dew's upon the grass. Then we'll cook us up another batch of that brew. Let's get inebriated, baby. I'm intoxicated by you. Let's get inebriated, baby. I'm intoxicated by you. was Intoxicated by You, written and sung by the artist currently known as Green, accompanied by our music director, King Max. Why don't the rest of us belly right up to the bar with Proverbs by Donna Latham. Donna Latham was booted out of a Chicago corner tavern at the age of six. She ordered oyster crackers. Donna doesn't drink whiskey, but likes the way it smells. Whiskey, Kate. 
whiskey. I've applied the boot to that sheet in Serpent Aislin and her roving blue eyes. <laughs> there, there, Fiona. What butter and whiskey won't cure, there's no cure for. Tart on the tongue, even as the truth is bitter. Ah, there's nothing so bad that couldn't be worse. Oh. There, dearie, a light heart lives long. Ah, if you want praise, die. If you want blame, marry. After the gathering comes the scattering. Good as drink is, it ends in thirst. It's a lonely washing that has one set of bloomers in it. If it's drowning you're after, don't trouble yourself with shallow water. Lie down with dogs, you'll rise with fleas. Better off alone than in bad company. Big bellies were never generous. You can't build a barrel round a bunghole. May that wench Aislin melt off the earth like the snow off a ditch. There are no unmixed blessings in life. There are finer fish in the sea than have ever been caught. Aislin. Ah, treachery returns. Honey is sweet, but don't lick it off a briar. Shh. The diplomat must think twice before she says nothing. It's often that a poor sod's mouth broke her nose. You never miss the water till the well has run dry. Huh. There was never a scabby sheep in a flock that didn't like to have a comrade. Uh-huh. You must take the little potato with the big potato. Ah, good partners, healthy and absent. A new broom sweeps clean, but an old brush knows all the corners. Oh. When the fruit is scarcest, its taste as sweet as me darling Fiona. A glowing ember is easily rekindled. Put a silk frock on a goat and it's still a goat. Three diseases without shame. Itch, thirst, and love. There's a fool born every minute. And every one of them lives. Uh, Itch. Itch is a disease. What are you talking about? Well, she said three diseases. Itch, thirst, and love. I can tell you about an itch I have. Seriously, do we have to go there? And it can be exhilarating and tantalizing. Frustrating. Look, it's not my fault. You guys aren't getting any. (laughs) And now on to another kind of itch as we present Lament of a Failed Alcoholic by Rex McGregor. Rex McGregor is a comedy writer from New Zealand, though his employers think he's a senior collections librarian at Auckland Libraries. There once was a boozer called Danny, 
whose love for the drink was uncanny. He'd sell you his ma'am to get a wee dram. For a Bud Light, he'd throw in his granny. Hi, my name's Gavin Stone. I'm a failed alcoholic. I go to a bottle store with the best intentions. Dutifully purchase the necessary supplies. Plan the binge down to the last detail. Even leave my car keys with a neighbor so I won't be tempted to drink drive. But after I down a glass or two, my commitment evaporates. I can't summon up the willpower. Sometimes I find I've been sitting with a glass in my hand untouched for hours on end. Stone cold sober. I make a vow to try harder next time. I focus on the soothing bliss a drunken stupor will bring. But it's always the same story. I can't break the vicious cycle. My drinking may not be up to speed, but even without swallowing a drop, I wake up every morning with the equivalent of a perpetual hangover. The works. All the symptoms except the recollection of a wild night before to make it worthwhile. Like the light from a long extinct star that still can be seen from afar. The hangover's blur only proves that you were once alive. It doesn't mean you still are. Cheers. Oh, what a pickle. To be unable to get pickled. Incapable of getting juiced. Oh, may as well juice the pickles. I don't think juicing pickles is the answer. If you soak the pickles in vodka, then perhaps you might... Well, there are those who are perpetually pickled in perpetuity. (laughs) On to our next play. I find you intoxicated. I mean, intoxicating by Helen Valenta. Helen Valenta is a lifelong resident of Chicago who has always been intoxicated by shaggy beasts. She recently hosted a succession of four foster cats until landing her own. Bowser, are you awake, you good little dog? I am not little. I weigh 32 pounds. Mommy's coming down right away. Oh, mommy has a slight headache. Oh, she's drunk again. Where's that chicken that was on the floor last Thursday? Oh, I don't see it. Mommy swept the floor clean. Mommy! She did it. Mommy! I hate you! I'll be down in a second, you impatient little dog. I'm hungry! I'm hungry. I'm hungry. I'm hungry! Bowser, quit barking. My contacts are stuck to my eyes. I can't flip and see. Another nice day. Another nice day. Another nice day. Oh, that's my sweet doggie. There you are all ready for your breakfast like a good boy. <laughs> Even if it is after 11. How's my good boy? Fine. Oh, you're my good boy. I don't want to be good. I want to be bad. <laughs> bad is good. Bad! <laughs> 
There's my doggy. Good doggy. Oh, mommy's been very bad. Are you intoxicated? Oh, you smell like rum and old socks. Oh, Bowser. Mommy petted another creature. A man, if you must know, you inquisitive little doggy. He was wearing the most terrible sweatshirt. Lilac with a picture of Hawaii on it. I ate Kung Pao chicken with a sunset staring at me. Ugh, the light was blinding. I want to make a duty. Let me out. Let me out of here. I will bite. I have teeth. I will use them. Oh, you're a good Bowser holding it for 12 hours. There you go. Go pee pee. Oh, that's a good boy. Make mommy proud. Oh, no. Wow, he's going right on the neighbor's floor mat. Oh, oh, I have a huge headache. Wine and tequila and brandy and something else. I can't remember what. Oh, what was I thinking? I wasn't thinking that is the answer. God, the things one has to do just to see a crummy naked person. Let me in. I need a shot of something. I said, let me in. Are you hard of hearing? Has drinking affected your hearing? Okay, okay, hello. Did you have a nice romp in the mud? Look at your dirty feet, what a bad boy. Do you want your ears scratched, Bow Wow? Maybe a little. Okay, that's enough scratching I don't have all day. Well, here's your breakfast. A bowl of very dry food. That's all we got, so don't make a scene. I want chicken! 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 This is dry. This is crap. Oh, Bowser. Poor Bowser. I know you wanted chicken, I bet. But there's no chicken. Hello? Yeah, you know what, you're damn good. Hello, Bobby. Yes, I see. Just a minute, I'll ask him. Did you pee-pee on Bobby's doormat, Bowser? Yes, it was great. Bobby, just bought that doormat for Valentine's Day. Bad Bowser. Bowser is sorry by now. Yeah, well, I think I need him. I did not say that. Okay, I gotta get dressed. Oh, man, am I hungover. See you soon, naughty, naughty Bowser. (sighs) Oh, I'm finally alone. Oh, I can look around for stuff. Hey. What's this brown paper bag that smells like food? Oh, oh, what's this? Oh, oh, there's a little white box in here. Oh, let me see what's it. Oh, I see chicken. Oh, I see chicken. I see chicken. I'm going to eat it. Oh, my God. What was that I just ate? What's going on? Oh, no. What did you just do? Oh, no, you didn't. You couldn't have. That's Kung Pao chicken from the house of Sunwall, you crazy-ass dog. What is the matter with you? I can't breathe. My throat has shut down. Okay, okay. Water. You need water. Why did you do that? Hang on, Bowser. I know, I need a faster phone. I just haven't gotten one yet. Hello? Poison control, I, I have a situation. Please hold. No, I can't hold! Morons! Bowser, Mommy will save you. Uh, 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 I will perform mouth-to-mouth resuscitation. 
Well, it can't be worse than that chicken. There. Are, are you okay now? I don't know. I'm not sure I liked that. You, you must recover, because I can't do without my Bowser. You know what? I am going to go out right now and buy you a nice chicken at the Piggly Wiggly. Piggly Wiggly? Piggly Wiggly? Oh, yes, Mommy! Oh, isn't it a wonderful life, Bowser? Oh, you're so much better than men in Hawaiian shirts. I am happy and so happy. Oh, <laughs> such a good Bowser. <laughs> such a good puppy. <laughs> <laughs> People and their animals. Makes me sick. Hey, oh no, I love my pets. That tarantula of yours is the sweetest thing. And so is that little boa constrictor of yours, darling. So snuggly. Now how does one snuggle up to a boa constrictor? It snuggles up to you, my dear. Ah. We love to curl up on the couch together at night with a glass of wine in the next episode. Ooh, television! Now there's something intoxicating. No, 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 no. Shopping. I'll go you one better. Shopping and television. Together. It's on the plate. An original song about that very thing. Pink, the cashmere sweater. Lyrics by Trina Kakasik. Musical interpretation by King Max. Let me tell you a tale so sad and so true About a guy named Sidney who was mighty blue As he read himself one fine day to be wed There was a knock on the door and a telegram that read Crumpled the note, tried not to choke, staggered to his bed with a sense of dread. And when he fell down to cry, the remote caught his eye. And clicked on the screen, met his bleary eyes. It was nothing short of a dream. Her name was Heather, and adorning her frame was a pink cashmere sweater and gold pants of lame for some bizarre reason that he could not explain he just had to have it it was calling his name he dialed the 900 number and he bought that pink sweater and miraculous 
he began to feel just a bit better. Oh, Sydney, oh, Sydney, put your credit card down. You can't save your soul with a sweater. Shopping is swell, but it's a sure path to hell. In the end, it won't make your life better. As luck should have it, the knife show was next, where he bought a machete, a dagger, and a chainmail vest. Next, on to French figurines and display case with two porcelain lamps with fish playing croquet. He hadn't felt this euphoric in years, and when he bought the Laser Show Space Station waterbed, <laughs> he was sure he'd shed his last tear. Each day was the same. He was shopping by nine. Taking a break only to toilet and dine. He bought everything from toupees to Viagra. And just when he went to buy the trip to Niagara, complete with slot machine tokens and complimentary Irish dancing extravaganza, Something happened that our Sydney did not expect when he tried to buy a blow-up doll so he could have some sex. As he put in the three-digit code he had dutifully memorized, a window came up saying, your card's been declined. He had no choice but to seek out support. Twelve steps later, he had a clean credit report. And Pink, the cashmere sweater, was tucked into a drawer. After all, he's a man. What's he need a pink sweater for? Oh, Sydney, oh, Sydney, put your credit card down. You can't save your soul with a sweater. Shopping is swell, but it's a sure path to hell. In the end, it won't make your life better. Shopping is swell. But it's a short path to want to drink. You know, it makes sense. Addicted to shopping. Inebriated with items. Hypnotized by habitually having to have things. I knew a guy who was addicted to mirrors. He had more mirrors than there were days in the year. Well, at least His whole house, mirrors. 
At least he never ate alone. Well, he never did anything alone, if you get my drift. Which leads us to our next play, A Great Cabbage by Wendy Schmidt. Wendy Schmidt is a Chicago playwright who is currently intoxicated. In her spare time, she enjoys making coleslaw and farming. This is it then. This is the end. This is what a cabbage feels like to go to his doom. Milosh, they won't do that to us. They're harvesting the field directly across from us, Luba. It can only mean we're next. That field was always subpar cabbages. They're clearing out the riffraff as far as I am concerned. Just look at them, one after the other, whacking their poor heads off. Oh, I cannot look. Good year for cabbage. Oh, oh, this is some part. Vladimir, are you awake? Oh, it's no surprise he was still drinking at 4 a.m. I know. Milos, you don't have to worry. Look at them in that field over there. And now look at me. My leaves are the most gorgeous pale green color. They have sheen like satin. My fragrance lingers like perfume. When they see me, do you think they're going to kill me? No. They are going to send reporters. What? Yes, and if I say uh, you're with me, you can uh, ride on my coattails. Oh, well... Mommy, don't let her take me. I don't know, Luba. I wish I could believe that, but, but I can't see how we're not going to a packing plant. There is a way out of this. I'm telling you, just stick with me, and uh, I'd let blood and sleep. Farewell, Nikolai, my comrade. Please, not coleslaw. Anything but coleslaw. Oh, have they no mercy? Listen, Milosh. Think of all the generations of all the cabbages who grew up in the old country, all the way back to the Middle Ages. All of our pollinators, and our pollinators, pollinators, and here we are, the first to grow up in the new world. I know. This is America, Milos. No one feels bad. I've got to try harder. The apocalypse is here. <laughs> you guys are crazy. Flatten, <laughs> wake up. I said don't wake him up. All we do is party in the USA, party in the USA, buddy. <laughs> oh, Vladen. Vladen, I loved you. I wished one day if I was to be pollinated that it would be by you. But now, it will never, ever happen. What? If you're to be pollinated by anyone, you should hope it is by me. No offense, Luba, but I don't feel that way about you. I mean, don't get me wrong, I don't want to see you macheted. Either. It doesn't matter how you feel. I am clearly superior. You should want me for your children's sake. Goodbye, cruel world! I need a cigarette. Well, I have never smoked a day in my life. 
and I'm not starting now. My capillary system is strong. My powers of photosynthesis are off the charts. I am a photosynthesizing machine, have you noticed that? Just because you're stuck next to Vlad and doesn't mean you have to like him. I'm stuck next to you and I like you. He's made his choices. Fairly poor choices, in my opinion. Oh, but he suffers so beautifully. Ugh, he has intentionally made friends with slugs. Did you know that? The slugs attracted the chicken hawk, that's why he did it. Ugh, another repulsive species. And the chicken hawk is his friend, he'd do anything for Vlad. Milo, parasite free. There is not a slug hole on me, there is not a speck of mildew, there is not even a microbe. Well, microbes are everywhere. But not on me. I know, I know, I should be more like you. Well, don't talk to Vlad, and when they get here, he'll reflect poorly on us. Oh, Oksana, this is goodbye. Dimitri, I... The Lord is my shepherd. Hey, hey, what, what is going on? Oh, oh. Vlad, and you're awake. <laughs> that chicken hawk is some character. <laughs> Oh, oh, oh my god, what are they doing? Luba thinks it's only that field. Oh, oh my god, it's a genocide. We got to get the chicken hawk. Ah! Chicken hawk, chicken hawk, no! hey yo! For God's sake, they'll think we associate with it, please. I do associate with him. Hey, chicken. Will you stop it? Chicken. Oh no, here they come, they're in our field. Oh Luba, they're coming. They're coming down our road. Oh my. I need to practice, else, <coughs> as you can see, I have the most beautiful leaves of any cabbage. Chicken hawk! Yes, get a shot of it! Chicken hawk! Milos, make him stop! What Luba, I don't know! We can't have photos of us without thing in the, the background! The chicken hawk can help us! Chicken hawk! Got some nice slugs here for oh, you! Luba, they don't up. look like reporters to me! Hello, members of the press! Luba! They cut off your head! Away. Chicken Hawk drove him away. Did you see that, Vladin? Chicken Hawk saved our lives. <laughs> Not a moment too soon. Thank you, Chicken Hawk. Oh, thank you. We were doomed and you saved our lives. Oh, poor Luba, though. Look at him. If only Chicken Hawk had come a moment sooner. Yeah, yeah. But too bad. Just a moment sooner for Luba. He was such a great cabbage. Yeah. You know, Chicken Hawk never liked that Luba. Nah, too bad. Oh? He didn't? No. Eh, eh, Milos, what you say? Pretty soon we pollinate? Oh! Why, Vladen! Now there's a case of losing one's head. I once lost my head while spitting over brownies. You know, you know what kind of brownies I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, no, I don't. 
Did you know that when Anne Boleyn was decapitated, legend has it she continued to try to speak? She did not. Your brain keeps working even though you lose your head. For about 20 seconds. Wonder what she was trying to say. Moving right along. It's time for the meaningfully meaningless minute. A piece of odd information. That could be true. It could be urban legend. All we know is that we heard it or read it and we found it to be meaningful. As well as meaningless. Today's subject, Yartsa Gunbu. What? what? Yartsa Gunbu, translated summer grass, winter worm. Oh, well, oh yeah, I knew that. Oh, well, <laughs> I forgot. Super so obvious, yeah, right. But really a fungus. Fungus that has intoxicated people with its medicinal powers. It's the underground dwelling larva of one of several species of the ghost moth that has been infected by spores from a parasitic fungus. Okay, you lost me at spore. Fungus? The fungus sort of eats the body of the caterpillar, leaving only the exoskeleton behind. And then, then the fungus blooms from the caterpillar's head in spring, and then it is harvested and sold. That is super disgusting. Never heard of it. That's because they only grow in the Himalayas. For centuries, Yartse Gunbu has been thought to possess miraculous medicinal and libidinous powers. Yaks that graze on it, theoretically, are very prolific in the population department, if you get my drift. So yaks eat these, get wasted on spores, and it improves their sex life. It's like Viagra for yaks. Like Yak-Agra? No, like Viacra. <laughs> in the 1970s, a pound of Yartsa Gunbu cost a dollar or two. Now a pound of top-quality Yartsa can retail for $50,000. What? They can barely keep up with demand. So, like, who was the first person who said, hey, let's eat this fungus growing out of a caterpillar head on the side of a mountain and see what happens? Yeah, betcha they were taking their cues from those horny yaks. Mm -hmm. Yartsa Gunbu, oh, how I love you. If I lived in Tibet, more of you. I would get. Wait a minute. You've done Yartsa Gunbu? Oh yeah, baby. Okay, after the show, let's definitely talk. Yourself a dream. 
was Come By Running by King Max. If you'd like to hear more of King Max, and I know I would, visit his website, thekingmax.bandcamp.com. Next up, How We Began by Richard Ballon. Richard Ballon wonders if the memory of that first intoxicating love leaves a residue, like salt, or like the light of stars which reach us after they have already died. St. Patty's Day found me and Billy at his uncle's for the stray weekend. Billy's dad was a bookie, and there are times when it was better for his family to get lost, especially when negotiating was in order. I would take along, my family keen to let go of one of their brood of eight. Billy's uncle it was who pegged me the name Bramble. That boy, growing like a weed so fast, his legs never caught up to the size of them knees, and it's the Bramble grows quick can't catch up with itself. Them two boys is their own thicket. Outside his stone house, the turf loomed large against the lanes of cork, and when the wind combed the heather, it was not unlike the sea beneath the green swell of two hills called the Paps. Now the Paps were small rounded hills, near identical with a kidney-shaped pond nesting in the hollow between. The old ones said they were the breasts of the goddess. Everyone knew if the local priest had his way, he would have changed their shape. As it was, Billy's uncle and some friends, one night, scaled the hills and rebuilt the cairns on top, so that Sunday morning, on the way to mass, the farmers gawked, for now those soft green mounds had nipples. A couple of young hands adjusted trousers as some of the younger men looked dreamily out the window, paying no heed to the rant of Father Flaherty. A lady, large as the lake itself, was said to slumber in the kidney-shaped pond where she sang melodies which lured stray men to their death, whose bones were found years later, polished and white as the teeth of her smile. But it was the drink that sucked the occasional man into the bog without even a toe showing to let the bereaved know. Some days Billy and I would lie on the heath creating armies from the clouds before scrambling into the shells of the hungry cottages, the homes that had collapsed and now pockmarked the country. Once, close to one of these windowless walls, we saw a glint in the grass, and thinking, yes, the treasure is ours, we crept close and cautious, in case it was a peephole of the bog winking through the grass. When we kneeled, all hush, our excitement pushing air in our bellies, we saw it was a mirror, its cool glass reflecting the sky. Someone threw it away, Billy said. During the hunger, folks threw their mirrors out their yards down the yawning, hungry mouths of their wells because they couldn't stand watching themselves being eaten by the hunger. We peered and saw our own faces like ghosts, separated by a crack. And it was then, in the mirror, I saw his lips and felt them kiss my cheek 
as we turned toward that strange melody that seemed to rise from the lake. Well, on that note, it's time for our next play, Hemlock Martini by Seth Freeman. Seth Freeman is a recovering television writer who has become addicted to short plays. Although a fan of Chicago, he can usually be found in somewhat warmer locales. Do you think that cart could use some oil? You must be Socrates. Oh, what makes you say that? I've been here like half a second, and you're already asking me questions. They told me you liked, loved to ask questions. I love to ask questions. And who might you be? Danny, Danny Peters. Really great to meet you, sir. Well, nice to meet you too, Danny. What's your role in all this? I'll be your mixologist for the occasion. Mixologist? What is that? Man, they weren't kidding about the questions. Do you have a problem with questions, Denny? Nope. Probably why I got the gig. Anyway, so you've been sentenced to die by drinking, uh, hemlock. Is that what they told you? Isn't asking all these questions what gets you into the trouble in the first place? So, you have to drink hemlock, but that stuff is nasty. And there's no law that says you have to drink it straight. So what I do here is offer some of the fine blended cocktails I've been creating. Sounds good, Denny. What do you recommend? This really has to be your call. I mean, it may be just a drink, but this is like your last meal. Well, what are the choices? Okay, so it's a little corny here in Greece, but a popular offering is the Hemlock Alexander. This is an iced beverage with dark cream, the cacao, and cream, or milk. I'd suggest cream under the circumstances. No sense worrying about saturated fat right now. <laughs> and anyway, you've been on a Mediterranean diet. I shake the ingredients in that thick mixture, and I usually sprinkle a little nutmeg on top. Hmm. What if I don't want to go with what's popular? Sticking with the gadfly thing right to the end, eh? I like that. What would you think of a hemlock sour? Also, an iced beverage. Basically, a sweet and sour concoction. It sounds delicious, but I do have a question. Why am I not surprised? I'm just thinking, a, a sweet, frothy, colored drink isn't something like that. What? A bit gay. Would that be a problem? In an academy known for activities involving uh, olive oil and young boys? The Mediterranean diet. Okay, moving on. <laughs> Let's see. Greek coffee made with ouzo and metaxa. Heterosexual as hell. Um, a guillotine, two on the nose. There's a drink called a bad attitude. Kind of appropriate, you have to admit. No. A grasshopper, not if you're worried about something girly. Uh, fuzzy monkey, fuzzy navel, hog snort, bullfrog. Oh, what's a bullfrog? Oh, 
uh, ice, vodka, coffee, liquor, cream, cola, and the hemlock. Do we have a winner? Stir up a bullfrog, Denny. I mean, the point of the exercise is to get me to croak, right? Come up. So how much did they tell you about my supposed crimes, Denny? Not much. Just you're annoying and that you like to turn arguments on their head. So what seems true at the beginning seems false by the end. They said to be careful around you. They warned you about me, that I'm dangerous? They said you refuse to recognize the gods of the state, that you corrupt the young. Hmm, heavy. Is that about ready? Yes, sir. And it really does the trick, this hemlock? I'm afraid so. Here you go. You may want to hold it with two hands. I might have overfilled it. This will be pretty quick then, Denny? Pretty fast, yeah. Here, I'll show you. Oh, what are you doing with that little mouse? I'll just dip it in the... No, no, don't. Ouch, damn! Bit me! Ow! Oh. Man. Anyway, as you can see, it works. Yes. Fast. Yes. I might let the ice melt a bit. Sure. No hurry. So how did you get into the mixology game, Denny? I wanted to go to the academy, learn from the wisdom of teachers like you. But my father couldn't afford the fees. I wouldn't have been smart enough anyway. What makes you think you aren't smart enough? Philosophy and that. Discussions of how to be good, how to live. I've never really know what to say. So if I asked you now, how is one to live a good life, you wouldn't have an answer? Not really. I mean, it'd be lame. Oh, what would you say? Seriously, I don't know. Humor me, Denny. I'm a man about to die. The thing is, it just seems simple to me. So I must be missing something. What's your answer? Help others don't hurt anybody. That's it? I told you it was lame. And what if I told you that that was the best answer I could hear? I think you were blowing smoke. Well, Denny, I happen to think you've got some real stuff. And one regret I have about having to drink this cocktail right now is that I won't be able to have you for a student. Really? Wow. So, so we can wait for your student, Credo, and the others? No need. He'll still write it as if he was here for the whole thing. Okay, I better drink this. Uh, 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 uh. Yes, Denny? This doesn't have to be this way. I'm afraid it does. You could escape. Denny! Tonight, it's just about the money. Your students have enough cash to pay off the guards, get you to the coast to put you on a boat. Denny, Greeks don't bribe. We fulfill our responsibilities. Millennia from now, nobody will remember the abstract ramblings in an academy garden. What will count is that Greece is solvent. Then I'll never have you for a teacher. Oh, Denny. Are you really paying attention? I don't understand. <clears throat> oh, you mean this? This conversation? This has been teaching? Is that what you're saying? What would you say? I guess. All right, then. Enough talk. Cheers. No, Socrates, please don't. Now that's hemlock. Denny, you mix a mean bullfrog. Hey, look, don't expect me to feel sad about this. You're making a choice. Anyway, we know we've always known how this turns out. 
So knowing in advance how a story ends means that you won't be affected by it? Feel this? Feel what? Me pressing on your leg. Actually, no. I, I don't feel anything from the hips down. Even the chest down. Even... Goodbye. Denny? Goodbye. <clears throat> Socrates. Okay, on to a poem. New Weather by Christopher Locke. Christopher Locke currently lives in Lake Placid, New York, noting that the only miracle on ice he's experienced lately involves Bombay Sapphire and a tall, chilled shaker. There is no more horse, smack, H, tar, heroin, China. No more oxy, perks, percocet, Vicodin, Vikings, V for victory. There is no more coke, blow, white, cane. There are no more raves, parties, throwdowns, shindigs, soirees, or get-togethers. There is no bliss, blissed out, stoned, fucked up, higher than a motherfucker, nod, nodding, passed out. There is no more vomiting, bile, dry heaves, drool, spit, cursing, clenching, blood, crying, weeping, shaking, sweating, sheets wet as a full bandage. There are no more highs, exquisite lows. There are no more evenings collapsing into morning, the horizon rolling up its sleeve to bleed pink and red against the kitchen window. And there is no more me looking at you from the doorway, trying not to sway, defiant, insisting, I'm not gone, I'm fine, okay, no problem. Got it together, straight, sober, right as rain. And now, on to the final... Final. 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 Episode of The Adventures of Skater Girl. The Journey. 
The journey of our heroine, who was born with a very old heart in her very young body. And strives to keep her heart in the hearts of others beating by adding items to her bucket list. In our last episode, we left Skater Girl and our friends at the hospital, where things had taken an unfortunate turn. Johan, the handsome young man, is in danger of losing his metronome. The metronome that keeps Skater Girl's heart in time. And Skater Girl, Johan, and the old man are all poisoned by the angry inchworm. And worse than that, the same inchworm has trapped Skater Girl in a cocoon. How about we rewind a little to where we left off? Looking down from my thready prison, I can see my bed floating as I try to breathe... People are crowded all around me. Get back, you're blocking my view. Johan, help! They're they're holding me down, let go of that. It's only a matter of time now. A matter of time. And my heart went slower. And slower. Let go, please let go of my metronome. Almost stopping. <laughs> Won't be long now. Oh, worm. If I only weren't paralyzed, I would come over there and squash you. I'm just doing my job. Taking over the world by putting it to sleep with my tiny teeth. And he spat a thread as long as the ceiling was high, wound himself into a cocoon, and disappeared behind a lighting fixture. This is a horrible day. I want my mom. I don't think she can hear you anymore. She hasn't heard you since you lost the keys, you know. Became paralyzed. But she is sitting by your side all the same, even though you're stuck here in between with us. If you let go of your metronome... You can come with us to the other side. What other side? The other side of what is. Just give us your metronome first. Pardon me if that's just a little frightening. Help. Someone. I can't move. Mom? Wait, what are you doing? Oh, I definitely feel something being removed. Most definitely. Wait! That heart of mine may be old, but I do need it. Come, son. Come with us. You must hurry. Wait! Grandma, I want to go to the other side. Not today, dear. It's Johan's turn. And mine. No! But I don't want to. Would you rather live here paralyzed, heart ticking, but unable to speak? Or would you rather go free? I don't understand. On one side, life. Life is is short verb with what seemed to be infinite meaning is until on other side of life life was time for you to step into was stop confusing me who to say stepping into was not gift two gifts for you and her you paralyzed she not and woman crying at your bedside would maybe find comfort in fact your young heart go on your body of no use. He has a very good point, but but time is of the essence. You know it's too late for you. If you don't give up your metronome, it will be too late for her. I suppose you're right. Skater Girl, can you hear me? What's happening? Johan? It is time to shatter that piñata I was talking about. Skater Girl, can you hear me in there? Her name is Sally. Sally. Sally! Yes, in here. Will you add something to your list for me? (laughs) As soon as I can move, I promise. Will you give my mother a kiss and tell her that it's okay? 
My metronome is going to have a great time skating around and adding things to that bucket list with you. I promise. Here, go on, take it. Take the metronome. But don't let it go to waste. Hurry! Come now. Oh, goodbye, Sally. Good luck. And I grabbed a loose piece of thread on Skater Girl's cocoon and ran as she unraveled. We'll be rooting for you all the time. And as the cocoon unraveled, whatever was removed before was replaced with something that didn't belong to me, but Johan, my piece of his piñata. I watched Johan float down the slope of my list being almost done, and there he hoisted me back up. And we waited for about as long as it takes to read War and Peace. Anna Karenina. And Ulysses. Out loud for her to wake up. Sally? Sally? Sally, wake up. I think the anesthesia is finally wearing off, ma'am. Oh, thank goodness. Sally? Baby? Hello there. Mom? Oh, there's my girl. Oh, thank goodness. Oh, oh thank you, Dr. Q. There was a, a boy. His, his name was Johan. Yes. Yes, there was. My goodness, the things they can still hear under anesthesia. His mother would very much like to meet you. Oh, oh good. I, I've got a message to give her. My music box. The one your grandma gave you. I thought you might like to have it. She should get some rest now. Come, ma'am. I'll introduce you to the boy's mother. Yes, I would like to thank her. Tell her Johan says thank you for understanding. And tell her he said his metronome will have a good time. And he said... Shh! You sleep now. You will have plenty of time later. And as I drift off to sleep... I see my room and a bed next to it ice skates, a painting with a large winged fish and a bright green moth hangs on the wall. This moth is smiling at me and on the nightstand this blue Danube plays from a music box and next to it lies a list. On it, the best possible news for the list could be considered incomplete. Next item, the skater girl breathes. Be sure to look for the Be sure to look for the full collection of Skater Girl episodes sometime next month on our website or iTunes. That's where you can find all of our other podcasts. Just look for Smallfish Radio Theater and Thespinarium. Or head to our website, smallfishradio.com. And that about wraps it up for Intoxicated. Unless of course you come next door and get intoxicated with us. Portions of this podcast will be featured on Atlanta Fringe Radio this spring. And check us out on Facebook. Click the thumbs up and tell us you like us. Small Fish Radio Theater, providing portable theater for the ear. If you're a small fish, check out our submissions page. And do write something for us. Tonight's program has featured the talents of Kat Dean, Michael Herzogi, Joy Bronson coates Eric Hetman, Max Everard, and Michael John Kelly. Directing and sound design by Trina Kakasek. Smallfish Radio Theater is produced by Michael John Kelly and Trina Kakasek. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night.
Thank you.